Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Waugh are you? I'm an 11 out of 10. And the literal translation of Roa is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar. And my guess is the book on Patrick Waugh would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact. This is the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. Rocking and rolling our way into Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And uh, we welcome back the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. You ready to talk sports, Moose, for Hour 2? What's What have you been doing the last 20 minutes? I'm ready. I'm ready. Now just taking care of some emails and uh, watching the show. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. Having another coffee. Last one of the day. Good for you. I expect that this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun an hour or two, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, uh, Clark, if you don't mind, this has nothing to do with the fun part. Would you mind going into the 902 text line and saving the photo from Brian in Withrow, Alberta, and just texting it to me or putting it in our WhatsApp group? Brian's watching on Game Plus television out in Withrow, Alberta. He's taking a screenshot of it, and I can't save it on my phone here. If you don't mind, just, just put it up in the group. Um, there's, we've had a lot of topics. It was interesting, as you know, on Friday, uh, the one gentleman in Red Deer, Ted goes, I don't know how you guys come up with all these topics, but I'm so glad you do. It's not a, such a great show. I'm like, not any, not everybody can do this, believe it or not. You can't just slam a microphone in somebody's hand and say, go be entertaining and do a great show. I know it's wild, but you just can't. Uh, so there's that. We're going to get to all these questions on the 902. I opened the line up. Just in the in the break here between hour one and hour two, and I'm like, whoa, tons of comments here. For one, I mentioned I was at the Florida Panthers game last night. They got thumped by the Seattle Kraken 5-2, and I'm really starting to think Florida's going to miss the playoffs this year. I'm sorry to say, um, but Chris Tom is watching in Heidelberg, Ontario, and he says it makes sense that our rabbit would be at a Florida Panthers game. Isn't their ECHL affiliate the Greenville Swamp Rabbits? Signed Chris in Heidelberg, Ontario. No, I believe it's the Florida Everblades, I think, uh, just north of Naples. But still, I get, I get where you're coming from. Now, back to there's, again, I'll get to those comments, Darren, but I didn't get into this. It's hour two. We put our last night's NHL and NFL action to bed. We moved towards tonight. In the NHL, the Monday night game, as you know, is New England and Arizona. And the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks are at Memphis tonight, and I'll tune in a little bit of that. But things come fast. And I'm going to settle things down here. You and I talked before the show about how this show was designed, and everybody thinks it's just two idiots, and they put microphones in front of them, and they start talking sports. It's not just that. We're quick. We're lean. We're agile. We can do the show. Canada, America, small town, big town, NFL, NHL, CFL, NBA if we want, horse racing, wherever we want. Take it on the road. 
So come Saturday, uh, a good friend who's watching this right now, I don't know if he wants me to name him or not, one of the football guys from down here in South Florida said, hey, are you planning on going to the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? And I said, I plan on going. And he said, uh, you should do your show from the hotel, the Liberty University's hotel. That was Ken Austin's team, Darren. And I'm like, why would I do that? And he said, why wouldn't you do that? I'm like, good point. So I made a couple of texts, a couple of calls, and then I find out that this will mean something to our older viewers, which a lot of our viewers are older, especially on Game Plus TV. The color commentator on ESPN television for the Liberty Flames is Joey Yawk, who was a receiver for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the 90s, and his dad coached the team. And when I talked the Rough Riders, and when I talked to my brother Lee yesterday, I said, You remember Ray Yock? He's the guy we thought looked like Uncle Gary, my mom's brother. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I remember him. And I said, Wow, this is what we got going on, man. We're going to do the show from the team hotel, Liberty University. Joey Yock's going to come on. And now my football friends are going to line up this guy and that guy. And boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, we're in a damn bowl game going live. Would you have picked that four years ago, Darren? Would, would that have been on your bingo card? When we launched this thing, June 3rd, 2019. Not even close. Not even close. Bowl game. Yeah, maybe the Mitchell Bowl or the UTEC Bowl, (laughs) but not the Boca Raton Bowl. Not a chance. So that'll be cool. And what's cool about it is, you know, normally I'd be like, yeah, bowl game, it's cool because we're at a bowl game. But there's so many tie-ins to our audience. You know, when you look at Ken Austin and Liberty and you look at Yawk and you look at all those connections back to, the things we talk about every day. And there's players in these bowl games that are going to end up playing in the Canadian football league, you know? Oh, yeah. So all the time, that's what's cool about it all the time. <sighs> well, when I went into, are we ever going off the road to crazy town? And that's fine. Cause people enjoy the entertaining stories. When I got asked to go speak to that football team here a couple of weeks ago, the coach said, do you want to talk about the other avenues in pro football, if the CFL is an option or the USFL? Because all these guys, this is one of the coaches of the Chiefs, think they're going to the NFL, all of them. And they're not all going to go to the NFL. And I said, I'm not here to shatter anybody's dreams, bro. I'm here to give them a motivational talk and to go out there this weekend and give their best and empty the tank. What happens after that? But trust me, I get it. Like with junior hockey players, 20 years in the league, every single one of those players thinks they're going to the NHL. I did the math one time. It's 1% to 3% will ever play in the National Hockey League, and less than 5% will even play pro hockey. It's a fact. But they got to figure that out on their own. They don't need this jabroni standing in the middle of the room telling them they ain't spit. They'll figure it out on their own. Right? So, uh, anyway... John Ohm, watching in Winnipeg, Ohm says, Yawk's son, Jim Yawk, is currently a college scout for the Los Angeles Chargers, and Joey Yawk both played college football at the University of North Carolina and professionally in the CFL. John, if you're going to rip it right off Wikipedia, can you rewrite it so we know that it, we think it's you writing it? But thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Copy, paste. Right, exactly. Uh, point, squirrel. Well, to the junior hockey thing, 
we were talking about it last hour, and it did come up. Who is the best Regina pad of all time? And thank you. I'm back on track. I saved it all on my own. Where is it? Frank Limaker is watching in Airdrie, Alberta. He says, not an all-time great Regina Pat, but my personal favorite, Garth Butcher. Loved his game. Uh, Former captain of the... Yeah, former captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, which, yeah. my This is always the time every day where my mind just gets blown. Because, you know, you have a squirrel issue like me. <laughs> right? It's like you're, you're, it's like you're standing at the entrance of a hundred different roads. And I'm like, which one am I going to go down? This is where my mind is right now. You know, and I look at the Regina Pats, and we just have a wonderful thing going with the alumni and the family and the whole reason we didn't even get into the Canada's World Junior Team, which we're going to in this segment, trust me. But the topics come up of Connor Bedard, which everybody's talking about. I mean everybody, not even just hockey fans. Everybody's talking about this upcoming number one pick in the NHL draft plays for the Regina Pats, and is he the best Pat of all time? And the gentleman mentions Garth Butcher, well, a future Regina Pat captain named Garth Murray was named after Garth Butcher. Our producer, Clark Monroe, was named after Clark Gillies, former Bingo. captain of the Regina Pats and Islanders great, which reminds me, and I'll land, I'll land the plane. You're welcome. This morning at the gym, Orange Theory, uh, when Chris Sanford goes, did you watch the, did you watch the Cowboys? And I'm like, no, I was... My mind was all on hockey, totally on hockey. The Panthers and the Kraken. And I said, who's your team, Chris? Because he's from the Bronx. He's a, he's a brawler from the Bronx, Chris said. He goes to the island. Nystrom, Trotche, Gillies. And I'm like, well, yeah, Clark was a really good friend of mine. Talk about a small world. Anyways, from Alan, the intern, he says, the Raptors are still in playoff contention. I had said last hour that they're out. He goes, they're ninth and would have to play in the play-in tournament. They play in the tournament, consists of teams 7, 8, 9, 10. We know, Alan. But go to the score app. The cutoff line is after the sixth team, and the Hawks are sixth. You're not our intern anymore. Quit correcting me. (laughs) I say that slightly facetiously. Uh, From Trent. He is in the Queen City. Hey, do you want to talk about Canada's World Junior Team? Because I made me promise before we moved on to why yeah. nobody wants to take this OC job for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the CFL. How do you feel about Canada's World Junior Team? What's the coverage? What's the hype? There's supposed to be 10 cuts made today, by the way. I don't assume they've made them yet. Uh, but what, I haven't what's, seen what's, the what's, You know, there's, there's more buzz than I thought there would be, but there's not enough buzz as there normally is, if that makes sense. So I'm seeing yeah. when I'm watching NFL football, I'm watching TSN, they're starting to hype up the, the World Juniors, the coverage. You know, the commercials are playing. They're starting to promote it. It's not in your face like it normally is. And then the chatter on my social media feeds and out in, in public and, and amongst my group, there's none about the World Junior team yet. But I think once these cuts get made and they get closer to playing some games, it'll pick up a little bit. Um, but it's starting, it's starting to happen now, but not like it normally is. Usually this happens beginning of December. 
Well, the World Juniors are the best. Well, TSN's the best hype machine for the World Junior Hockey Championship. And the fact of the matter is it's the most famous and biggest hockey tournament in the world. And it is a really big deal. And I was doing some reading up on it today. So Connor Bedard is lighting it up in the camp. But there is a couple other things from the University of Michigan. Adam Bentilli, who is a Canadian. But there's an article that I'll be posting to rodpeterson.com later today. Adam Fentilli, and there's a lot of scouts that watch this show because they tell me and they text me, but is he even in any way challenging Connor Bedard for the number one overall pick? Because I don't think that he is. And the article that I read, Fentilli might not even make the team. But he might go number two overall in the NHL draft. He's got to make the team, doesn't he? But Shane Wright's there, who's got NHL credentials. He's already scored an NHL goal. Um, Fantilli's there, as I just mentioned. Probably he's going to go number two or number three for sure. Russian Matvey Mishkov will be uh, the other in there, but he's not in the tournament. It's a, it's, a, it's a hype thing. It's a pitch thing. And, and I don't care. I mean, some of the, our American viewers say, when you get talking about the junior hockey, you lose me. And I said, I get it, but we're still going to talk about it because it's right here in my heart. World juniors and junior hockey overall. So we are going to talk about it. So there's a thing. But just back to this Boca Raton Bowl, I'm getting all these emails now, Darren, about the Boca Raton Bowl luncheon and get your tickets and this and that and that. And I'm thinking, I remember every year in university football in Canada, remember I mentioned the Canada-Saskatchewan, sorry, the Saskatchewan-Regina football game, we should call it the Wheat Bowl. They're going to play every year at least once, sometimes twice. Let's have one of these games and have a call it the Wheat Bowl, have a lunch and make a big deal out of it. And that is the big difference between Canadian sports and American sports. There's just so much hype and sizzle here for everything. Now, I don't, I won't be able to go to the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl luncheon because I'll be on the air with uh, Joey Yacht from the hotel. But do you see what the difference? It's just more exciting. What you're telling me is there's not a lot of excitement around the world juniors other than what TSN's whipping up. Yeah, there's not yet. And I hope it starts. I really do. You know, there's a few things. You got a lot of threads in that, you know. To, to pull on here, but you know, the first with Fantilli, there is some talk about him go- potentially going number one overall, but I think it's still an extreme long shot. And let's remember it's a 19 year old tournament, right? An 18, 19 year old tournament. It's rare that a 17 year old makes this team, no matter how good you are. So for Bedard to make it is big. That's why Braden Yager's not on the team for Fantilli to make it would be a stretch too. So, you know, I don't know if both those guys will make it. And on the hype train, in Saskatoon, they used to do this around the Huskies, and I think they maybe still do. For every Husky home game, they would have a luncheon and, and bring in the coach, and they'd go through some game film, and uh, fans would, would come in and, and buy a ticket and have a buffet and get hyped up for the game with a little hot stove. But you're right. It would be great to do that you know, with reps from both Regina and Saskatoon or Calgary and Edmonton or you know, all these little pocket rivalries that could be developed, Montreal and Laval. Out east, there's so many different rivalries across the country that could be better. It just is what it is. And I'm enjoying yeah. what is here for me. Before we break, Wilf is watching in Steinbeck, Manitoba. And he says, hi, Rod and Moose. My favorite Pat was Fran Huck. Actually didn't like him. 
as I'm from Weyburn originally. This guy, Fran Huck, played in the 60s. And the old timers tell me he was the best, Rod. He was the best. And I'm like, I was born in 1972. I didn't even watch the guy. He must have been great. But I know this. Here's a funny story. We went on to, uh, <clears throat> we were in Calgary when I was working with the Pats. We are in the bar one night, believe it or not. If you can believe, a nightclub, Darren. And uh, we were with a guy. He was with us. He didn't work for us, but he hung around us. His name was Johnny. And we walked into this bar, and I think it was I think it was Gringo's, something like that. <laughs> we walk in. Lauren Mulliken was with us. Not a big deal. Head, former head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. And Johnny goes, we got to go. Guys, we got to go. I'm like, we just got here. We haven't got our coats off yet. He goes, our friend Huck's over there in the corner. And we're like, so? I owe him money. We got to go. <laughs> okay. Guess we're leaving. Fran was a lawyer. In Calgary. And I guess Johnny owed him money and we had to go. We'll be right back on uh, the RP show. Game Plus. What a life. Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 F. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. What a fantastic show today. And we have the head coach of the Grey Cup champion, Toronto Argonauts, coming up. Ryan Dinwiddie, morphing football, hockey, hockey, football. Uh, the Moose is with us. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Uh, more on Fran Huck. Like I'm telling you, he must have been a hell of a player because... People still talk about him. Bruno Kempen writes in from Hinton, Alberta. He's watching on Game Plus TV, 902-518-33. He says, hi, Rod and crew. Mr. Huck also played with the Jets way back when. I'm sure he did. That's WHA Jets. I just never saw him play. But, Darren, you can agree. If we've never seen a guy play, but they're still talking about him, he must have been something special. Must have been, you know, and yeah. all we can do is watch old old highlights or see old photos, read stats. That's all you got is, is who you watch. Like, you got to remember, right? Stuck in Winyard. I didn't grow up watching the Pats or cheering for the Pats. Yeah. It wasn't until, you know, guys from my hometown started playing for the Pats. So you start covering the Pats uh, later in life. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and you say the stats, the photos, and your what you could imagine. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I have imagined a million times what Fran Huck must have looked like skating around on the ice at the exhibition stadium. Believe you me. Um, God, am I glad the soccer's almost over. I really didn't care about it. Did you know that? I really didn't. Is it over yet? No, almost, almost over. Okay. Uh, just, you know, to that roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, which you and I have to talk about after the show today, just so you're aware, and our tech people back flying the Millennium Falcon today, producer Clark and director Jordan, I don't think it'll be a big deal, but I did hear back from Liberty University this morning, and they said, yep, come on in. Here's the hotel marketing manager's name. Bing, 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 bing. So there's that, and Colin... McElnolte is watching in Ottawa, and he says, the first thing a Canadian university administrator thinks of when you try to bring hype to a youth sports event is, quote, this is going to cost too much money. <laughs> right? It's true. Uh, let's pick up the positivity from Pinks. Did anyone see the linebacker from San Francisco that intercepted Tom Brady? He asked Tom to sign the ball after the game, and he did. Oh, did the Bucks get spanked last night in San Francisco? And when they say Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, they don't necessarily mean he was Mr. Irrelevant. Is not the last guy picked in the draft every year called Mr. Irrelevant? Isn't that like every right. year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes. not just him. But did you see him after the game? Like San Francisco spanked Tampa, which you called, by the way. How did you know that was going to go down? Their defense is so good, and that's the strength of this group. And then on offense, as they start to gel, and no, Brock Purdy's going to be the guy or not, but they've got weapons. And we hope Debo Samuel's okay and can return and help that team, but they got a tight end. They've got explosives, uh, two explosive running backs you know, that are a problem, but it's their defense that's a big problem. And with Tom struggling, um, that defense I could see was going to be an issue for the Bucs, and it was. Uh, I was just looking up the final 35 to seven San Francisco humiliated Tampa Bay. And I starting to think that this is probably going to be it for Tom, but the post game news conference from Brock Purdy said they kept their foot on the bucks throat. He didn't say that I'm saying that. And he goes, we're playing Tom Brady and Brock Purdy still popping zits on his cheeks, man. He's a kid. Did you see him? He's got the Lloyd Christmas haircut. And he's like, I've seen Tom Brady. I've been watching him my whole life come back in games. We weren't going to give him any chance to come back, you know? And, and I don't know what the linebacker's name was that picked him off. But it reminds me of a, a training camp, and I'll say it again. I'm so appreciative and grateful of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders having these camps in Florida because it was a way for me to come down here for free and scout out the whole state. And that's when I realized, yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's as good as it looks, man. But anyways, we had Vince Young in a camp, as you know. It was awesome. Yeah, the CFL Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We had Vince Young in a camp. It was up in Vero Beach. I probably told you this story. Five Eagles fans showed up every day just to boo Vince Young. That is a true story. They stood on the sidelines and booed him in a, in a mini camp that we were having. But we had a guy, and you were following my coverage pretty closely back then. His name was Zavian Bingham. Do you remember that name? 
And he yeah. was by far, he was the Ronnie Lott of this mini camp. And I'll never forget, he picked off Vince Young. And he come up out of a pile, and he started running down the field, waving his football. I picked off Vince Young. I picked off Vince Young. And they went to get him, wanted to get the ball back. He wouldn't give it back. He's like, I'm taking it. So can you, on the field of play with His legends. most prized possession yeah. he's ever got was that interception of Vince Young. But So funny. Yeah. I remember Were that you gonna guy. Say and I remember him. He was, he was yeah. such a good kid. And I just remember him on social media. Like, all he wanted was a shot, Xavier Bingham. It's all he wanted was a shot. And it uh, never came to be, really, that he... I mean, he got a shot, but um, nothing really well, materialized, as I remember. We didn't sign him, but Winnipeg did. And then he went on, I believe he tore a meniscus in his knee and was over in some subsequent camp, I think, with the Blue Bombers. But he was a talent, uh, for sure. Uh, 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 hang on. I got to go back because I promised it. And why not? We're just having a, obviously, all over the road talk here. But I will say one thing about Vince Young. A lot of people have said to me, who's the best athlete? you've ever been around. And I think Serena asked me that one time. I'm like, it's Vince Young. He's 6'5", 280. He's a quarterback. And he floated. When he, his drop backs, he looked like a butterfly. And then just <laughs> launch it 80 yards down the field with a flick of the wrist. Like, I've never seen anybody that big be that light on their feet with that amount of skills and hey he was your quarterback for years you saw it on television but imagine seeing it live like holy yeah. smokes was he something else that's like yeah. yeah yeah go ahead go ahead I fell in love with vince young the 2005 rose bowl against matt leinart that usc mm -hmm. texas rose bowl that Texas ended up winning right down to the wire and just a winner you know and that was vince young's trait in the nfl he wasn't a guy who had flashy numbers. He always said, this guy can't play quarterback, but all he did was win. He had a winning record in a bad era for Tennessee where they were routinely nine and six or six and nine. And he always, he had a number of fourth quarter comebacks. He was that guy. He wasn't a practice quarterback, a camp quarterback. He needed to be in games and he could win. He just never really had a shot after Tennessee. But that's why he... Didn't have the prolonged career. <laughs> yeah. 101. I was around him quite a bit uh, that particular spring and summer. And because he worked out really hard. If you remember, he was posting those, tra those training videos and he wanted to do the comeback, Vince Young. But again, he was not, he was not a training camp quarterback. I saw it firsthand. Uh, and while he had all the God-given skill in the world, there's no two ways about that. He wasn't going to work hard in practice. And then, remember the green and white game? I, sh I shouldn't laugh, but he rolled out. Were you there? He rolled out, popped a hamstring. It was like a sniper got him. Thunk, down. Never played another down. And the next day, he had an ice bag on and uh, tensor. They still call it a tensor bandage. That's what we used to call it. And um, they asked him to come out and sign autographs and take pictures. And he just gave. I'm like. Okay, I got you. I know what you're all about. Um, where the heck is... I apologize. The guy was asking earlier about that Saskatchewan Rough Riders 
offensive coordinator search. And I, I did I address it, Darren? I mean, I addressed it in hour one. I don't want to sit here all day. Most of the country doesn't care. You got seven guys turning it down. What the hell do you think's going on? People don't want to work there for their own reasons. Let's talk about something else. We did address that. How do yeah. you think John Huffnagel stepping down today? And I will say one more. When I told Huff when he was on the show that I saw him in that documentary on Tom Brady, he was like, how'd you pick me out of there? I'd color in my hair back then. I was like, I've been watching you since I was seven, Huff. Pretty recognizable guy. But this does not spell, spell curtains for the Calgary Stampeders in any way, shape, or form. What do you think? No, no. The biggest question when it comes to the Stampeders is culture, right? It's that Stampeder culture, that winning culture. It's like Belichick leaving the New England Patriots, right? Um, it, I don't know. Like with John Huffnagel, he set a pretty good culture. You know, Dave Dickinson now runs that culture and, and controls that a little bit now, or the baton's getting passed, I guess, essentially to Dave, you know, to, to manage that. But you still wonder how much John will be involved with the team. I haven't had the opportunity to look too much into this now to see what's next for John or if he'll stick around in a bigger role, still be the president or um, be an advisor or something like that. But that, that, uh, that culture will, will, will live on here for a little while because John's built it uh, very deeply in that organization. Hey, bingo. Well said. Um, a message here to our operators in both Toronto at Game Plus and in Metro Atlanta on WQEE. We're going to take a break early because we do have the Grey Cup champion head coach lined up and ready to go after the break, Ryan Dinwiddie. So, Moose, I will see you in overtime, okay? See you then. We will return in a moment. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, your favorite podcast platform, YouTube Live, and on the key, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. It's the RP Show and the football people are really going to love this one. I was very excited when I heard Ryan Dinwiddie would be with us, one of my favorite guys, and he knows this, from Elk Grove, California. Played in the CFL with the Blue Bombers and Rough Riders, was the uh, Fort Worth Bowl MVP way back in 2003. Won a great cup in 2018. There he is. The, and he won a great cup this year as the head coach in 2018. Dinner before we go any further. I saw you at the great cup rally, shaking your fist at the people that said this wasn't a good hire. I had your back, brother. From the day they hired you, I knew it was going to end in the championship. And it, man, you made everybody so proud. Have you come down from the high yet? A little bit, a little bit still in shock. Um, I was like woke up every morning over the last week, just, you know, trying to get ready to win a great cup. I'm like, we've already won the great cup. What am I doing? Enjoy your time. But uh, <laughs> you, you know me a long time. You knew when I was in SAS, this was probably going to be my future as far as getting into coaching. So very opportunity to, to lead the Toronto Argonauts. Well, hey, let's walk it back, man. And we got some time to do it. I watched the Grey Cup. I was here. And when they were introducing you coming out of the tunnel with the Argos, I thought about the 2007 Grey Cup. I'm going to say it. for Like I said, our football viewers are going to love this. 
Your very first pro start came at a championship game. And you almost won it. Like, I'm sure that was the furthest thing from your mind when you were coming out of the tunnel in this great cup, though. Yo, it was. It was. And, I mean, going into the week, the media brought it up, right? And you, know, you got to relive the past a little bit. And, you know, you're really trying to work, folks on winning a football game. Uh, not to get sidetracked, you know, with some of those conversations. And, um, you know, it was unfortunate. Didn't get it done. Thought we had a chance at the end. You know, everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, and then the opportunity to get it done here as a head coach and kind of, I don't know, I guess the the rewrite a little bit of history and finally get that raise my belt. Yeah, well, again, I'm, I was just as happy for you, man. It was a great story, but you say everything happens for a reason, and, I, and I'm with you. Like, I was banging the drum for you to be the head coach of the year, uh, coach of the year last year in 2021 because you finished in first place, but you lost that East final to Hamilton how did that play a role into advancing to the big game this year and then winning it in your mind well I think so I think just going into the season we talked about discipline and you know understanding the stage and handling ourselves a little bit better as a football club I I just think you know um we had a great opportunity last year in the East final and and we didn't finish of it and um you know those guys now understood you know how hard it is to get to the great cup and then how hard it is to, to win that game so that was our focus going into it. We knew we had high expectations, but it was up to us to make sure we got it done in the end. And, and the guys showed up ready to go in the East final. I mean, you know, Montreal was scoring. We went up 21-3. I thought we had and they come back. And, you know, guys found a way to get it done. And then we had our moments in the Great Cup that, you know, everybody probably thought we were going to lose that game at the end. And those guys, you know, came through at the end. And, uh, you know, they stuck together. That's the, the main thing. I'm going to talk about all your guys, but I, there's one guy. Brandon Banks was in Hamilton for I don't know how many years and obviously just decided I'm not going to get it done here. I'm going to give Toronto a try. And he's one for one with the Toronto Argonauts as a great cup champion. What did he mean to your club this year? And has he stopped partying yet since the great cup? Well, he went home uh, for Thanksgiving, so he didn't get to stick around uh, too much. But, you know, just Brandon, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, he's been close so many times in Hamilton. I think he played in four there. and. You know, for him, didn't really sit well with some of their fans, I bet. And then for him to, you know, jump ship and uh, join our ship, the Argo ship. And, uh, you know, we found a way to get it done. And, um, you know, so happy for him to finally get that great cup, you know, underneath his belt. Uh, And about your locker room, what a tremendous group that you had there, Ryan. What can you say about them? And, um, you know, was there any moment in the season that you said, this is a special group? You know, just just talk about that group that won this championship. It was an upset, obviously. Yeah, I think when we were four and five, we lost to Calgary home. And, you know, we had a, a big lead on them early. Um, they made some adjustments at halftime. And, you know, we didn't, you know, adjust as well as we we thought we should have in the in the second half. And, you know, we just sat there and said, guys, we're four and five. We're four and five football club. But being the press clippings, don't think you're better than you are. Uh, it's time for us to go to work and fix this thing. Let's get to one and oh. And then we went to one and zero the next week, and I said, "Okay, guys, let's go to two and zero." And that was kind of our motto at the end at the end of the stretch. And I think our guys finally understood what it's like to be a professional ball club and how hard it is to win, and the focus that you need to do each week, and and be selfless and and handle yourself in the right way on the on the sidelines in the locker room and different things. And we had some turmoil early, as you do in professional sports, but you know you got to overcome that, and you know, that's your job to as a head coach to make sure your locker room can understand that. And I, I just felt like our guys came together 
you know, you look at that the last 11 game, nine and two, and um, that's pretty impressive. Dinner, do you have a philosophy? I'm sure you have several, but a case could have been made to cut your kicker very early on in the year, but you stuck with him. How are you with forgiving mistakes, I guess, with guy? How do you deal with situations like that as a head coach? Your your own way. Well, I think you, you have full power, um, you know, get rid of some players. There might have been a few guys that would bounce midseason. And, uh, you know, pinball, you know, he, he makes those decisions on roster. Um, you know, I, I take those players and, and coach them up the best I can and, and make sure they're ready to go and, you know, do, do my best at that. But, yeah, there's some guys that, you know, probably could have got bounced early and, and they didn't. And uh, But we found a way to, to make it happen. And those guys came together. And, you know, Boris, you know, didn't have his best performance towards the end that he had the year before. But that happens with kick. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a tough job, a lot of pressure there. You know, you mentioned pinners, so we should mention. I mean, I... <laughs> Him and I go back a long ways. We recognize each other's fire, and I've recognized your fire. I got fire. Pinball's got it. And he told me that he didn't really even know you until he hired you. Like, what? I, th- I think you've told me that story, but how did it come to be that he settled on you? And it was almost kind of like taking a chance. He didn't know you real well. No, not at all. I mean, we've never even had a conversation. And, you know, John Murphy got, got it going, got on the phone with me and said, hey, I think we got a chance for you to come in here. And, I got on the phone with Pinball, and, you know, I was going through the Ottawa thing at the time. And, you know, he's like, just come up to Toronto. And so before I – they made the second in Ottawa before they hired Lapo, uh, I went to Toronto. And um, we pretty much got it figured out and sat down with Pinner. And, you know, he knows I'm a passionate guy. We're, we're totally opposites in certain ways, right? But we're, we're very passionate. He understands that. And he understands, you know, I'm, I'm a football guy, and he's a people person <laughs> and a uh, combination. Yeah, but I don't think you're that different. Like, he came on our show at Grey Cup. I was at Grey Cup week, and I said, Pinball, what's the secret to your success since you took over? And he said, we value people. And obviously, so do you, Ryan. Well, that's the thing. When I told him, you know, when I want to take this job, you you value people. Um, Everybody in your organization, you treat as equals, and everybody's got a standard to live by. Everybody's got to, you you don't put a tear on it, and, you know, everybody, Everybody's treated, you know, fairly in our building and uh, with respect, as it should be. And and you have fun with it, too. Like, having fun is the main thing. You're going to have your ups and downs. Find ways to have fun with it and be focused on the job at hand and, and attack it. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're, in the, we're going in the right direction. Um, yeah, pretty special to build it, you know, going to a new organization and, and doing it on your own. It'd be one thing to, you know, be in an organization, they just kind of hand you the keys. You already been there. Easy to do. You know, going someplace fresh and, and meeting new people and building those relationships with the equipment guys, you know, the medical staff, and then hiring a new staff and then a whole new staff the next year and just making sure that everybody's on the same pace. Yeah, well, the thing is your reputation preceded you before you got there. And one thing I've learned the last couple of years is you don't need a lot of friends. You just need a few good friends and you'll be just fine. Uh, speaking of looking ahead, what is the outlook for the Toronto Argonauts in 2023? We'll see. I mean, I think we got a good, a good nucleus of Canadian talent. You know, we got some youth there. I feel really good about our O-line. Um, it's probably going to be the best O-line we've had since I've been there. We get Peter back, which would be great. You know, we got Ryan Hunter at the end. So I feel really good about that. Receiver-wise, we're good. You know, now we got to figure out what's going on with the quarterback situation. We've got to sit down with Chad and McLeod and go from there. You know, uh, get A.J. back if we can. And 
add another back as well. Um, you know, we, we got to go against some new talent and, um, you know, got to get the defense line better. I feel good about our secondary and our linebackers, you know, maybe add a little bit more you to the secondary, but we, we got a chance to run it back and, you know, it's not easy to do, but you know, that's when I get home on Thursday, we're, we're going to work and uh, looking forward to getting back and, you know, attacking. Were you surprised by the turnout at the rally? Looked like a huge amount of people there. I was, I was, um, it was pretty neat. There was a, a great group of folks and, you know, the funny part about it is that when I was finishing my little walk around and talking to some of the fans, this one guy cussed me out after we lost four and five. He just sat there and waited in our locker room. He couldn't wait. He just reamed me. But he he wanted an autograph. So it just shows you how fickle, you know, some of these fans can be, some of the things you deal with. You know, you just got to find ways to win and, and win them over. But uh, it was great that they showed out and supported us. And you look at the Eastern Final, 20-some thousand fans. And, you know, if we could build that, you know, Players love Toronto. They love the city of Toronto. Players want to come here, especially the kids, you know, that are, you know, they look into the, the music of Drake and, and the hype of the city, right? And it's a great city. So if we can build, you know, a little fan base and, and, and do the things we're doing inside the building to, to keep building the brand, I think we got a great. Good for you, because I probably wouldn't have signed that autograph. And lastly, while I have you, how do you feel uh, Huff stepping down is going to affect the Calgary Stampeders since you spent so many quality years there? Well, I think it's, you know, Dave's going to do a great job. Learn a lot from Dave. And, you know, in that building, you, you kind of, it's, you know, football operations and, and everybody's kind of involved in a lot of difficult conversations as far as signing players, free agency, or, or we're going to let a guy go for, you know, whatever reason, performance or just behavior in the locker room. Uh, so Dave, Dave's been there with Huff long, long enough. I know he's going to do a great job. Uh, I'm going to step down. I, 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 I think he wants to step down a little bit more than you know being just the president. But he, he's going to be involved. I mean, uh, he's so infectious and his leadership is amazing. So I don't think it's going to affect him at all. And and if Huff did completely step away, I know Dave will do a great job as well. Uh, great analysis. I appreciate it. And Ryan, congratulations again. I never doubted it for a second. If anything, you're a year behind schedule. I knew you'd do it. So enjoy it for all that it is. And Merry Christmas to your young family, brother. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Thanks, RP. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach of the Great Cup champion, Toronto Argonauts. We'll be right back with overtime. And the Moose will rejoin. We're on Game Plus TV, available all across Canada in all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. Also, your favorite podcast platform, YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It is Overtime, proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. That's what the owner, the Greek freak, wants us to say. Uh, The Moose is here, Darren Moose DuPont. And uh, hey, Moose, what a great interview uh, with Ryan Dinwiddie. Ken Friedman's watching in the USA, and he says, that was great. Hope all Argos fans see it. 
And uh, Jeff Fairholm writes in. He says, I love what pinball did for Danny Webb. That was special. I'm not familiar with that story. Somebody will have to tell me. Uh, And Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, it's awesome that Jeff Fairholm watches the RP show. Hall of Fame receiver, Arizona Wildcat alum, and now hooked. He's now addicted because, for those that don't know, we are the black tar heroine of sports talk. One little pinch, can't get away. Got to keep coming back for more. (laughs) How you doing, Moose? What's going on? What's on your mind here in in the waning moments of the program? Yeah, good, good question. You know, um, just nice to be back and in, in settle into the week here. And it's good to hear from Ryan Dinwiddie on the show. I mean, I enjoy that that conversation. And, you know, the takeaway at the end that they'll be fine. You know, Dave's ready for any increased role that he has to take and setting that culture and, you know, the evolution from Hoff up to being the GM and, and running that team might be the same for Dave, you know, might be on that same path. So, you know, what do they say? It's the the uh, the hour the hands of the hourglass, right? So are the days of our lives, or whatever it is, and um, they're going to continue. The, it's going to roll. The franchise is is turning a new page. The page turns. No matter how slow it takes or how long it takes, it's going to turn. This is a, a a change in the chapter for the um, storied franchise of the Stampeders. Uh, <laughs> I Paul, some some good comments coming in here and. We made the decision just over a week ago that we're going to streamline a little more what we do here. A lot of National Hockey League, a lot of Canadian Football League, and then filter in the other sports around it, like the NFL, like the NBA, World Juniors, obviously. But, you know, the CFL is what I, came, I grew up on, and they're my friends. Uh, so Rose Henry's watching in Edmonton right now. She says, Ryan Dinwiddie, my CFL crush. I'll never forget one day I was standing in the Molson office in Regina and for Dinwiddie came in to pick something up. I don't know, 48 beer or something. And he was still playing. He was backup quarterback for the Rough Riders. And I turned to help him with it. And I was like, just got locked on those eyes, which I'm not sure they came over. It was translated on the television through, you know, the camera or not. Just piercing, you know. Um, Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta says John Huffnagel staying on as president, at least for now, uh, former NFL assistant coach with the Patriots. And I believe the Packers giants for sure. Uh, so that's the big news in the CFL today, uh, regarding us broadcasting from the roofclaim.com Boca Raton bowl. How about that? And Joey Yawk will be joining us. Uh, he is the color commentator, former assistant coach at Liberty. Norm Fong's watching, the Hall of Fame equipment manager of the Rough Riders, Darren. And he says, Rod, you'll have to ask Joey about being taped to the goalpost crossbar at Riders training camp and then having Dave Ridgeway kick field goals at him. I would have ripped somebody's head off if that was me. I, that was one of my biggest fears, is being taped down, held down. How about you? Yeah. Claustrophobic. Well, uh, it's, yeah, you know. And I see it all the time, hard knocks, training camp, rookie treatment, tape down and having the tar on them and the slime and the baby powder and then the Gatorade. And it like, it's, it's one thing for me, like to get the, the stuff put on, on you. Like I, I get it, rookie treatment, but, but that having your arms tied down and your feet tied down. Oh, that would, it's just ugh, gives me oh. the heebie jeebies thinking about it. The worst, the worst. <laughs> So Trent in Regina, I couldn't find his text earlier. I found it here now. 
And I said that we would address it after the Dinwiddie interview. He says, my question is just what are the Rough Riders going to get at offensive coordinator? Do we need to extend Jeremy O'Day and Craig Dickinson's contract? This is the GM and the head coach that have one year left. It seems obvious that's a big factor. I wish that I could stand on the top of a mountain and scream it. I just feel like it's not really my place. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Um, Basically, if you're paying attention to the winning teams, what did Dinwiddie just say about Huffnagel? He values people. Character. That's Calgary. Toronto. They're parading around with a Grey Cup. What do they do? Value people. Um, Allow people to work through their mistakes. And in Saskatchewan, that's not happening. That's why. Take it away, dear. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk no, about it anymore. What do you think? I know. I know. And so, but here's the thing about Kelly Jeffries. So I think you got Ryder fans now that are writing in, um, wanting some optimism. And we only got 90 seconds here. But look no, at we Kelly can't. Jeffries. There is none. No. But the thing with Jeffries is he doesn't seem to be a guy that has an ego. Like went through Mount A through the Canadian college system, been a running backs coach, been around a long time. No ego. So at least there's that, that maybe he'll sit there and just figure out who he's got and try and make the best of a bad situation. It's just, I'm so bloody tired of talking about it. You said it, you said it great. The Ryder fans want a reason for optimism. There isn't any. It's a systematic decline of culture since a, a period of time. Think about it. And if you can't see it for yourself, what do I got to do? Hit you across the head with a baseball bat? I'm tired of it. You get what you have, and I feel sorry for the fans, but nobody's stopped it. Nobody's asked questions. How is this allowed to happen? And they're still not. Um, Jeff Fairholm says, we value people. So simple, yet so difficult. Love that. And that team just isn't doing that. With anybody. Look at the treatment of Cody Fajardo. 101. Uh, Moose, thank you. And we will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks, Dinner. Thanks, Sean Reynolds. And everybody, I'm going to go for a walk. McFly, hello. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.